welcome to the first ever episode of Scots on Film. I want to hear some cheers from the guests. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, with myself today, I have River, Rebecca and Finlay, who are close friends of mine and film fans. And I'm looking at Finlay just now and he looks very awkward. <laughs> Charming. I don't know what to do. <laughs> anyway, this week, uh, we thought for the first week it would be nice to talk about Marvel in 2021, because uh, we're all big Marvel fans and big fans of action and superhero films in general. Um, so to get us off, why don't we talk about WandaVision, since it's the one that started first. How are we enjoying it? No like idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Someone <laughs> please like. I'm loving it. That's all start off yeah. with. I, it's so much fun and it's so different. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like the format that they've gone with um, in terms of kind of setting it as sort of like iconic TV shows throughout the decades. Yeah. Um, I think it. I, don't think that anybody's ever kind of had that thought to do that before. Correct yeah, me if I'm Marvel anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody at Marvel yeah. um, has thought, oh, let's set this in this kind of setup. Um, and so I think like they've really kind of taken a risk with it, and it's really kind of paid off for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have hated to see what have, would have happened to, happened to that Marvel executive if they had gone. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I could just see Kevin Feige just sat there like... You're fired. Well, <laughs> that was a You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It is one of those, because we've been, like, so long with Marvel films, and it's the first MCU TV show, really, with characters from the films getting their own front and centre, and yeah. moving into Phase 4 seems like a great place to try and change some pace, change the storytelling that you're given and bring in, maybe bring some, a new audience as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the way that they've set it up on a streaming platform um, is, is really quite good, actually. Because um, yeah. sure, you, yeah, um, I mean, sure, you've got to pay for it, but um, at the same time, you know, it, it's one of those things that everybody can then kind of access fairly easily. Yeah, especially during a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah, obviously with the pandemic kind of kicking in, if that had been a full feature length film, then when was that going to ever get released, you know? Um, yeah. I'm yeah. particularly oh. enjoying the slow build, I have to say, and sort of the mystery with it. It's, I like how, you know, we had sort of almost the same kind of thing with The Mandalorian and then we'll be getting it with Falcon and Winter Soldier that Disney Plus has kind of taken over Fridays. And now because of that, it's like your whole week sort of builds up to that. And it's nice to have, mm. when there's nothing else going on in the world, it's nice to have something like that yeah. to excite you every day. Yeah. 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 What's it's interesting is, oh, on you, Rebecca, I'll let you go first. <laughs> it's, it, sorry, it's the no gallery view. It's very difficult. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to see like a really big like franchise like Marvel, like doing something that's built for TV but it still is exciting and big quality. Like Wonder Woman came out and when you watched it, you could tell that it was for a big screen. You're meant to watch it in the cinema. So it was kind of a bit depressing when you're like, oh, I'm watching this at home, knowing that it's been made for something else. Yeah. Whereas it's 
really nice to watch something. It's like, this is something that's going to contribute to things in the, the cinema later on, but that's fine. This is something that we built for you to watch in your own home. And it's just, it's nice. It doesn't, it doesn't feel depressing in any way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think like the good thing as well is um, like Finley was mentioning that um, it's a, it's a build up to Fridays um, that you really yeah. kind of enjoy. And um, I think if you historically look at US TV, that is where shows go to die is a Friday mm -hmm. night. Um, so um, you can always tell when a show is about to be cancelled by the fact that it's moved from its regular slot to a Friday <laughs> slot. Um, whereas with this, this, this is a nice build to the end of the week, really, um, where you can kind of go, oh, something's something really great is happening on Friday. Um, I can get to watch this and it's not something that's going to be cancelled after a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the point I was going to make, I think all of us growing up, TV was weekly. All your big shows were weekly. So it's sort of a return to that. Like Netflix mm -hmm. sort of, we got into the habit of getting everything at once. Yeah. So I'm missing that because I want to watch more. But mm -hmm. I feel like having it weekly, you can sort of break each episode down and go, what what's going on? Like yeah. Yeah. next episode and get it answered for you you're forced to work it out for yourself mm -hmm. uh, which is yeah. nice it's like a jigsaw puzzle but one you want to finish yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's yeah. I think um, so obviously episode four just came out and it's the first time that we've sort of been outside the bubble mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's sort of like what like, they see when like in the simpsons movie they got put in a glass dome that's what i'm <laughs> yeah. thinking the entire time everything in this is based off the Truman Show and the Simpsons yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah we're sort of getting to see another another look at what happened after the the blip they're calling it or the, the snap yeah. and yeah. bringing the back of people and finding out the answer that we already knew that Monica is that lady from Captain Marvel's daughter yeah. His name has yeah. forgotten. <laughs> I thought that was a really cool introduction. What was it? Yeah. There's Maria. Maria Rambo yeah. was named. Oh, Maria. Yes. Maria. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really cool opening with her coming back from the snap. At first, I thought, oh, is this like her powers? Is this her sort of re singing yeah. after Wanda? And then I was like, when you saw the other people coming back, I was like, oh, we're doing that. So that was very cool. And then seeing her learn about her mother I thought that was a great way to introduce the character and already immediately give her this sort of meaty scene yeah to yeah and it was very it was hard like imagine finding out that your mum had died yeah. because you blipped while you were sleeping and had no idea yeah and it's not even like breaking it to you lightly it's like oh I'm busy your mum's died by the way you went away for five years <laughs> yeah it's not nice at all it was awful the, the one thing of that though the nurse was like where have you been and I was like, you're literally seeing people appear out like, of the air at the moment. Two yellow nerds. Have some compassion. Yeah, yeah it's I like think. when you disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think as well, like, it's really interesting to kind of see how are we going to place that timeline-wise, because obviously in the movie, we see people start to come back. Yeah. Um, like, when, when we're talking about Endgame, this is, um, we see people start to come back, um, but the TV show kind of also has that moment, but Wanda and Vision are still within that bubble. And it's kind of like, where does this get placed then before, um, you know, um, is this before Wanda comes back from the blip? Is this, you know, 
while the blip is still going on, um, you know, where do you place that timeline-wise for Marvel is kind of an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that might be a problem with just the episode being too short. So I think yeah. we were supposed to sort of there was supposed to be a time jump for Monica's story. Mm-hmm. But I think they just kind of went from oh your mum's dead to oh you're back at work. Yeah, I think twenty minutes only gives you some or so much storytelling yeah. you can do every week. Yeah. And also the yeah. focus is not on Monica's backstory at the moment. That might change. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're just needing to introduce this character so you know who she is and yeah. why it's important that she was in Wanda's fantasy. Yeah. Um, I think, like, as well, like, it's it's really quite nice to see a Black character kind of front and centre of this story. Um, yeah. You know, especially knowing that next week, uh, well, I say next week, tomorrow, um, as of this recording, um, is the start of Black History Month in the US. Um, I think Marvel timed that really, really well. Um, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but um, if it was, then kudos. But yeah, um, I think I think it's really nice to see a black storyline right front and center there. Yeah, absolutely, and especially because you want to play some impact in the show. We know from the comics that Monica has powers. Mm-hmm. We obviously don't know what those are in the show or how they'll fit into the show, if or if she'll have them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be saved for Captain Marvel too. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> Even just like a wee, like a wee zap at the end or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought she was going to come like out the bubble and mm-hmm. like she was going to be like pissed. Like, why would you not be pissed after that happening to mm-hmm. you when you're only really trying to help Wanda? But yeah, I suppose that leads me to my next point. Do we think that Marvel is setting up Wanda to be the villain in her own TV show? Yes, and I'm here for it. I'm so excited. She looks super bad, and I think she owns it and she wears it well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the last couple of episodes, I've sort of been like, oh, who's doing this to her? And we've sort of had the belief that someone else is sort of forcing her into this reality. Because obviously, our conversation with Monica, she was like, hell no, ain't no Ultron. This is my fantasy. Get the hell out, bitch. Mm-hmm. And and then covered yeah. it up from her pure husband, who seems to be some reanimated robot corpse. Mm. Which then just puts into question the whole kissing and n- n- everything else that goes on in that bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a lover poem. It's like a guy who like kills his girlfriend and like hangs out with her all the time. I hope she's not just chilling with this corpse and like messing him about. That'll be so sad. Yeah. So at the moment we've only got that like one, two second glimpse, and you're like, is that just her remembering the real yeah. vision and not the one she's in, or has she oh. got from his corpse? Yeah. Because how is she gonna create him? <laughs> yeah. Everyone else doesn't seem to be like created. They seem to be taken from places. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. We can move on. To I the- do oh. worry. Oh, sorry, I was about to say about <laughs> the um, my only thing to worry about with Wanda being the big bad at the end is that sort of per- perpetrating that stereotype of you know women be crazy over grief and but so and I think Marvel are aware of that so I I feel like this is kind of a misdirect a red herring and that she won't be the um, no yeah I mean, well on your um, yeah, I mean, I can I can totally see what you're saying there, but I can also kind of see this 
in the sort of five stages of grief kind of mm-hmm. way as well, where Wanda is currently in this kind of denial kind of phase with within her own bubble, um, where she's kind of created um, a live version of Vision again um, through whatever kind of means that she had. Um, and then setting her up as the villain right at the end um, would be a good kind of way to go to kind of say, actually, we're mm-hmm. going to really kind of explore these five stages and move from grief, um, like from denial into anger. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it would be a nice kind of story arc as well, because I think one thing that heroes kind of always have is this constant kind of mightier than now, holier than now kind of story arc that keeps building yeah. and building and building, whereas Wanda kind of started off sort of as this villain with Ultron, um, and then kind of went towards sort of saving the entire universe effectively and then kind of dips back down. I really kind of like this idea of bringing her story in kind of rolling waves, um, like similar to Magneto from um, Mm -hmm. X-Men. I really like the idea of bringing them into sort of this heroic villain kind of debacle where they're kind of like, where do I fit? And nobody can kind of answer that question because they're constantly changing depending on how the situation affects them. Um, again, kind of similar to Magneto and similar to Mystique from X-Men. Um, yeah. No, I think that does make sense, especially in terms of like the Avengers are sort of this sort of large image of good, especially in the universe and everything that we've had, even the low points that the other Avengers have had, not, they've never been the villain and they've never caused harm to anyone outside their own bubble even in civil war apart from the pure airport which got destroyed it was only the superheroes that were sort of paid the price whereas wanda as you said river we met her she was crazy they had used her for lab testing and turned her into this person Mm -hmm. and then just as quick as that happened she was good and she was an avenger so I think it only makes sense if you want to delve into her story, we need to work out who she is. Mm-hmm. And if this was me at that point, I would start be questioning, I've tried to be good and it's not worked. So I've lost the one thing that I loved mm-hmm. and nobody can bring that back. Everyone else got their lovers back when the snap returned, apart from poor old Black Widow, <laughs> rest in peace. But sort of everyone else... Everyone else has got a second chance and she's not. And she's like, I fought for this. I sacrificed him trying to save the world. And now I've got nothing. Mm-hmm. So it is an interest and I look forward to seeing it mm-hmm. unpack. And mm-hmm. as we go into the other TV shows and the other films that come, because I think she's going to be central to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is like... yeah. So that brings us on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is next up, which I can't believe is next month. I feel like we oh waited. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like after sort of far from home, there's been such gap, and I know the pandemic pushed Black Widow and stuff, but I feel like this year is a busy year for Phase Four mm. with the introduction of TV shows to this point. Um, obviously, we don't know much about the Winter Soldier and the Falcon and their story. Where it's set? Is it set in the past? Is it set in the future? Do we know? I think we've got some hints that he's Captain America, so I think it's after Endgame at least. Mm-hmm. But is it going to be before the events of One Division? Will that play a part? Is that why it's coming after? How is it connected? Mm-hmm. You guys. Yeah. Got- 
Um, I, I am super interested to kind of see. Well, we, kind of well we don't really know anything, do we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that's the whole thing is that, like, because we don't know anything, I'm, I'm super interested to see how they connect that to phase four in general and to WandaVision itself, knowing that actually kind of Wanda could be the most central part of, of phase four. Um, which I think, you know, it, it is really well deserved um, because I think we had all those, we had phase one, two and three where Black Widow was just kind of overlooked um, and everybody was constantly saying, we want a Black Widow film, give yeah. us this. And we didn't even get it until after she died. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't go any further. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel that we're kind of only getting it in hindsight where Marvel kind of only just realized in phase three, oh, actually people love this yeah. character. Um, the actress, maybe not so much, but the the, the character definitely. Um, and they kind of went, well, we're going to have to give people what they want because um, if we don't, then what's going to happen? You know, are fans going to leave us? Are fans going to stay? Um, yeah, I so I think... Yeah, I think what I think is uh, Marvel, I think for a long time, underestimated who their audience were. <clears throat> and I think for the first phase especially, they assumed that it was the comic book fans that were watching it. Whereas you look at us and we're four gay people <laughs> who love film, but we don't just, we're not, we're not pigeonholed. It's not like we just love one type of film. We love yeah. everything. Yeah. And we all love strong female characters. And I think... If you've seen how superheroes have evolved, and if you look at DC and their most successful ones, Wonder Woman, and then how the future of Marvel's weaving in these strong characters, good or bad, we don't know yet, mm. but I think it's what the audience want to see because we've had 12 years of strong male characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they've, Marvel have finally realised actually our audience has expanded so much to include so many different types of people um, because I, I feel that there's like this innate kind of queerness to superheroes mm -hmm. generally because they are so othered, um, you know, you kind of can't help it. Um, if you create a superhero or a supervillain, there is always going to be some kind of otherness to them yeah. because they are so outcast by society or by superheroes if they're a villain, by supervillains yeah. if they're a hero blah 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 um and so people who are in those minorities um whether they are queer disabled um uh, you know um black people of color etc they are always going to relate to heroes more um and to villains as well because they understand why a villain is got yeah. to the point because you've yeah. got you've been pushed down similar challenges obviously mm -hmm not to the same extent because you've not got powers or money but yeah you understand the development of our character mm -hmm. and just as you were saying that it's sort of, sort of like x-men like i think the whole x-men universe is really a large metaphor for things like race or gender mm -hmm. or LGBT, like anything that's not the normal and how these two groups of people that go well one we can change the mind of everyone else and the other group are going actually we don't we don't need to change their minds because we are who we are mm -hmm. And if you say a comment like that, you don't know who the villain is and you don't know who the heroes are. But if you're a fan of X-Men, you know. But I think it's interesting when you play it like that and the, the power these characters have. Yeah. Um, 
And also the next show after that, everyone's looking forward to is Loki. Yes. And oh. every time I hear the TV show, I just think of that meme of Infinity War where he disappears with a stone and it's yeah. like, there's Loki <laughs> stepping into his Disney Plus show. <laughs> and it's exactly that. <laughs> I, I think Marvel probably made that happen in a way that they knew, they knew how fans were going to react. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're not even ashamed of it because they want to build this expanded universe that we've had 12 years of, 24 films or something. How do we keep it going without people getting bored? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm so excited for Loki. Um, c- compared to things like WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this is the one that I'm most excited to see. Um, I, I don't know why, um, but <laughs> it, it's generally something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And I'm just actually kind of like, you know, like this is this is the one that's really going to kind of grab me from the get go. Yeah, um, I think it comes back to what we we're just saying about WandaVision is Loki as a character plays the line he's a borderline villain, borderline hero, like mm-hmm. he doesn't fit either. Yeah. So you you don't know whether to trust him, but there's something intriguing because you always want to watch and see what he does mm-hmm. because you know he's, he's going to be very Loki is the only way you can think about it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves an anti-hero. Like, I mean, if you look at Deadpool, he's mm-hmm. one of the best people, like if people vote like their characters in terms of entertainment, I'd probably say loads of people would say Deadpool's high up because, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds, but mm-hmm. he's, a, he's not really a hero, but he still does good things, but you can't really trust him. And yeah. Loki just looks so much fun that exclusive clip aka trailer it just i honestly couldn't tell you the plot i don't really know much better from the comics but like (laughs) it looks like such a good time like wandavision seems really serious she's going through her awful things and she's having a bit of a breakdown Loki just looks like he's landed somewhere after taking the piss out and he's gonna have an absolute ball yeah and tom hiddleston like is Loki, like I, I, it's hard to imagine anyone else playing that part now because mm. we've had him obviously in and out of loads of different films now obviously he was a villain in the first Avengers which is crazy to think of Loki being a villain because of how he's played a part in sort of films after that um, but yeah it's interesting what what parts are you going to play in the multiverse of horrors coming in Doctor Strange because obviously he's jumping about time like no one's business in that <laughs> Um, obviously we've got Black Widow coming up finally. Yeah. Who knows? Cinemas, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I think it just needs to get released because I think it's going to get in danger yeah. of kind of turning what happened to Wonder Woman. Like that yeah. was just pushed back and pushed back, and then you ended up watching it going, "This is why I've waited four years." <laughs> Especially when yeah. she doesn't play a part in, apart from introducing Florence um, Pugh as the new Black Widow. <laughs> Like, we know yeah. it's a separate entity. We know it happens before the end of yeah. Phase 3. So, like, it's, it's not like it plays a part. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. fans, now that we're moving on, will struggle to go back in the same numbers as mm-hmm. they would have if it was last of May and the pandemic didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think just need to get it out this year. I yeah. Again. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I would totally agree, because I think... It's gotten to the point where um, what myself and you, uh, and you Aaron, we were sat in the cinema, what, like two years ago, three, mm-hmm. watching Endgame. Um, yeah. And obviously Black Widow was teased at that point. Um, was it? Yeah. Probably. I so, yeah. Two, I think. Um, 
yeah and um yeah essentially by by this point it's kind of it's gotten to that point where you're just kind of like okay when is it coming because we know it it happens um (laughs) and we know that the film is kind of like there and almost ready to go but if you if you don't release it soon then fans are going to have that issue of kind of do i even want to go back here and invest in this character again knowing what happens um you know in absolutely um, i think it's a shame obviously no one anticipated the effects of pandemic would have on cinema and it's a shame because just when you referred back to us being at endgame and it was a midnight show and on release day like yeah. nothing nothing can take away that feeling of the cinema jam-packed with yeah. like-minded people i remember the the, sh- the actual audible gasp when uh, black widow fell from that cliff yeah and sort of i, I remember look, turning to look at you going it's fine she's going to come back <laughs> I remember yeah she's got the stones she's going to come yeah. back um, she never did yeah <laughs> to have a platform of its own as well it deserves its time even Mm -hmm. if it is going to come out and for people to watch it i feel if it gets pushed back to next year you'll have the multiverse will be ripped open you'll have spider-man out you'll have doctor strange out they'll be looking back at uh, there'll be more movies (laughs) i can't remember what they are and if you put it i think it's just going to get lost and it's not kind of hype that it Height that it deserves. Yeah. So I, I think it needs to come out so people can see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think as well, coming at the tail end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they play very much into that same world of the political thriller, you know, like Captain yeah. America, Winter Soldier, Civil War. So I think that will definitely help it. I think it's going to come out at a perfect time. And I'm just excited to get back to that sort of aspect. Again, the political thriller. MCU type films. Yeah, and the first these more grounded film we've had since Far From Home. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's the longest we've went without a Marvel film oh since they started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn you, Nora. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, I think Marvel's like super methodical in the way that they release everything. Um, they yeah. want you to consume something at specific points yeah. in time. Um, it comes into success. Yeah, I think it's something uh, yeah. like where DC, DC lack is because it's not planned in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, they can't anticipate or even tease in the same way because you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Whereas when the first Iron Man came out, everyone knew that it was leading to an Avengers film, which means you were going to have introduction to different Avengers characters before that point, which means yeah. you can invest time and money yeah. in that journey. Yeah. What's next on the list? Oh, we've got Hawkeye TV show filming at the moment. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like Hawkeye has been a bit it's of a, a lot like sort of just from like the photos we've seen. It, it looks like Daredevil and yeah. Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, and like, I sort of it'll be an interesting vibe because I, I was about to say like Hawkeye is not he's obviously played a part in the stories, but he's never been the central character. And obviously we know on this TV show is really him handing the baton over to his daughter. And I feel like, I feel sort of disappointed in Rob that we didn't get more of his story. And now we're suddenly being handed over to someone else. But I, I get it. The Avengers is moving on. And so the future of Marvel's not the Avengers that we know, which can, yeah. can only be a good thing, I suppose, after 10 years. 
yeah, I think I think Hawkeye did kind of suffer from the same sort of Black Widow um, treatment. Um, there was not enough time to get to know him, but I think it's going to work in the favor of Marvel for this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, especially because we don't know so much about him. We're not, you know, there are people who are super invested in Hawkeye and love the Hawkeye <laughs> comics and love seeing mm. what happens. Um, and and it, it's not to kind of take away from anything that they enjoy, but yeah. I think we will become a lot more invested with him handing this over to his daughter. And I think that her as a character is going to be hopefully somebody that we can really kind of get to know and become invested in, um, in the opposite way to Hawkeye, where that lack of investment really kind of amps it up and you kind of, you feel like, okay, well, I don't know him that well, sure. But, um, I'm I'm not really too mad that they're passing this yeah. baton on already, yeah. knowing the events of Endgame as well, um, and True. knowing that Roman kind of happened. My one burning question is, will we ever find out what happened in Budapest? I feel like this was a running <laughs> joke between all the films, between Black Widow and Hawkeye, and this event that happened in Budapest, and I always <laughs> thought that we, we would someday get a flashback, but it's not yet happened. I think it's better to leave it unknown. It's like the fishing trip in Gavin and Stacey. Like, the height of the what happened is probably more than what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like Marvel might just, like, at the end credit scene go, oh, actually, they just went to a fancy restaurant and it, yeah. that was it. Like, yeah. they dated for a bit. All <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel kind of like that are, but I was a bit like, oh, okay. Well, the only one I'm thinking of is, like, how Nick Fury gets, like, the scars on his eye. Is from the cat in Captain Marvel. Which, yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. The eye patch, like I stuff that I was like, I mean, like I think as well, like Marvel fans are so kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? They're so intense in kind of their their knowledge of events yeah that i think if you revealed this um it would be a similar kind of situation to something like doctor who where years ago we got this whole question of what is the doctor's name and if anybody dared answer that question with anything if any of the writers decided actually we're gonna put an answer into that the fans would have just gone no 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 that's not right um retcon it immediately yeah. Um, David, what that's yeah. that's not needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think that Marvel has has been very smart in not revealing this and building it up yeah. as a hype. Um, and if they're smart, they will continue to let that hype continue yeah. and let people question that. Um, I think it was sort of know, used as a a device just really to for the audience to understand their relationship. For the, yeah. Their relationship started before the Avengers were formed. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's nice because obviously a lot of this, their personal stories in the films are connected. They're always on missions together or like, I mean, the final scene in, in Infinity War when we lose Black Widow, like yeah. I think it was heart-wrenching because we know that there's a history beyond being part of this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, we got next. Oh, we got uh, Shang-Chi. Which will be interesting. I'm not. I don't know much about the history at all. Mm-hmm. All I'm glad for is yeah. finally some Asian representation up in the yeah. market 
house. And it's not from Scarlett Johansson. Oh. <laughs> we'll leave that um, in the Tor River. <laughs> we'll leave Ghost in the Shell far, far away from this. Um, Aquafina uh, is in this movie, so oh, that gets me excited for it. Yeah. yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'll just watch it for her, and it's going to be so much fun. We've also yeah, got I the think... Eternals this year, which I sort of like. I'm sort of like because this is like a massive cast, like mm. a massive like. It's huge. Richard Madden. We've got um, Angelina Jolie. Like yeah. Obviously, we know. I think. Well, we. I say we know their characters on the comics is they're sort of the the police of the multiverse type thing. They sort of keep everything in line. Mm. Yeah, it's um, gonna be. Yeah, so I feel like this film is going to directly follow after the events of WandaVision and then directly yeah. lead to the events of Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Uh, which will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the story is just an origin story of them doing yeah. what they do without Earth at all. So when they do yeah. pop up further down the line, maybe in Spider-Man 3 when the rest of the Marvel history are appearing. Yeah. Cool. I think what I'd love to see is kind of something similar to DC's TV show um, mm. where they they combined a lot of universes and um, they, they had that moment of kind of um, this one person is coming to absolutely destroy the multiverse but then they had several people kind of able to bring everything back and consolidate it in one universe. I, I would love to see a DC kind of storyline with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, because I feel that Marvel could really kind of rival DC for that and kind of say, sure, you've had this idea for yonks, so have we. However, we can consolidate this. And I would love that to kind of culminate in sort of the House of M event. Yeah. And then kind of consolidate all of the Marvel universes that we have at this point. Yeah, um, I think it's sort of almost sort of confirmed, obviously, with all the the casting for Spider-Man and every Spider-Man before is now coming to take part. Mm -hmm. um, we obviously at the end of the last Spider-Man in the end credit scene, Peter Parker Peter Parker's identity was leaked, yeah. but by the news person from. The original Spider well, I say the original, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man films. Yes. Spider Man films we probably all interacted with. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see them try and go, well, actually, that Peter Parker's not me because here's another four Peter Parkers, slash, yeah. here's a Miles Morales. And how's that going to yeah. play? Like, it's a super, in I don't know how they're going to do it. It's mm -hmm. one of those ones, I think, when I first thought of like Endgame Infinity War and you were bringing all these characters together and you go this is going to be busy whereas yeah. they managed it very well mm -hmm. the characters that got the most amount of screen time deserved it mm -hmm. uh -huh. the ones that didn't were sort of just they were there in the end but they didn't need any more of those, those precious minutes of that long long mm -hmm. film yeah yeah, I think we just need to see some things now. I think especially for Eternals. I think because I feel like we've only seen some things I haven't at Comic-Con last year. I'm like, give me a trailer or like a clip or like something so I can get excited about it because I feel like it's not the most well-known. I think that's what's interesting is about, like obviously in Marvel's approach before, we've always got trailers about a year to a year and a half before the yeah. film. Whereas we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Marvel projects this year. Mm -hmm. And 
we've got one that's on, obviously. We've got one, two, three, but also Black Widow we know of. So there's five of them that we've got trailers or footage from. The other five, yeah. we've only got costume pictures or cast reveals. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. They're changing their approach, and I think it's because the, the universe playing with TV shows yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot more interconnected because you're from one project right into another. There's no need for a, a hype anymore because yeah. there's there's no there's no gap. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know how it'll work. I don't know if we'll get fatigue, drag race fatigue last year. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it'll yeah. be fine. We're ready. Yeah. We're prepared this year. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things the pandemic will work well for because the TV shows people are at home, mm-hmm. and yeah. the Disney have not had to work to change their direction or work out if they oh we're going to lose money because it was designed for Disney Plus. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus and the audience are there to watch it. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing will be the second half of the year when all the films come out. Will theaters be where they need to be? Will we all have that vaccine in our arms? And can I get my nachos with cheese right now, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think obviously when we're talking about sort of like films that are coming out, it's it, that's the kind of up in the air stuff for Marvel, which I think yeah. is is part of the reason that we've never gotten a trailer for these things. Yes, because you don't know. Um, yeah, um, but also and some things are still filming because like mm-hmm. last year, obviously yeah. a big chunk of the year where they would film was taken out because we had to learn to adapt to work yeah. in a COVID environment. Mm-hmm. So like the so Spider Man is just started filming. Which is crazy to me that I I can't see it now in December, but stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I would love to see the fact that if this was actually Marvel just changing their tack entirely though. Yeah. By sort of saying, Listen, we've hyped you guys up for years about all of these things. Now we're gonna stop doing that and we're gonna see what happens. I, I would yeah. love I would love if Marvel were taking a different kind of advertising approach where they just said, we're not going to give you anything other than cast reveals and um, sort of like minor costume reveals and a look at what might happen. Um, I I suppose the thing is, unlike other franchises like DC, I'm sorry to all the DC hate. (laughs) Marvel have spent a long time building a very loyal fan base mm-hmm. and I think yeah. we're all part of that that Marvel could release a film we would have no idea what it is and we would all go and see it without a doubt yeah. go and see it good or bad mm-hmm. we yeah. would invest that energy in that and yeah. is this their reward for that for 12 years of hard work making sure that they've got an audience they've got a, a very tightly connected universe yeah. I don't think it's been done in film before mm-hmm. in the scale that now they can go we don't need to put that effort in because yeah. people want more anyway. Mm-hmm. So why do yeah. we why do we pay yeah. money on marketing when we don't need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I think. Sorry. <laughs> go, go for it, Rebecca. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think as well, it's a lot of. I just thought of this now, so it contradicts things I've said in the past. So don't. don't... <laughs> But maybe there's some stuff as well because, like, if the Eternals is going to be in response to Wandavision. All of the massive plot points for WandaVision yet haven't dropped. Yeah. Oh, I mean, apart from some leaks, but you don't know what's going to happen with WandaVision. You don't know how the multiverse is going to open. All you know is it's going to open a bit. So if they relate directly, 
and you play a trailer for Eternals, it's going to be like the spoilers in the Far From Home trailer if you hadn't seen Endgame. Yeah. Um, Which I think maybe they're just like, oh, no. At one point, I've been like, oh, you shouldn't have done that because obviously it came out, we knew characters were going to come back because you couldn't just wipe off half your character base. Yeah. But releasing it within that gap where you've got these films split up by a year and then going, yeah. here's a film that comes out immediately after and you sort of go, oh, I know, I know. And that was, I think in Infinity War, one of the hardest scenes was Spider-Man disappearing. Like the yeah. relationship between Iron Man and Spider-Man was quite nice. And then you were suddenly going, well, I know he's back. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to worry. And then that that in turn goes, oh, well, Black Widow will be back. And then mm-hmm. my heart was crushed even more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like on that point of like anything not being as connected as the Marvel Universe before in film, I think you're probably correct to a degree. But then I think the only kind of comparison you can get would be Stephen King's authorial universe being yeah. as yeah. connected as it is because... I think obviously somebody um, tried to do that with uh, the Idris Elba film um, that he was in. Um, well, I can't remember. Re- the Tower or something. Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, somebody somebody <laughs> tried. Um, yeah. I mean, somebody was obviously trying to emulate what Marvel had managed. Yeah. Um, and I think that could be a really great concept. And I really hope somebody does manage yeah. to do that someday. Um, I think what's interesting though is, sorry to cut off your point there, is we're sort of seeing it happen already and I know Star Wars is Disney as well and they've now got a formula and they know it works, but there's all these like things coming out of HBO wanting to create like a a Game of Thrones expanded universe and tell different stories and I think it's because Marvel have really gone, the audience is there and they want this story that sort of never ends but isn't the same Mm -hmm. and I think the Star Wars films are a bit different because people felt they were just getting a copy and paste and the story wasn't really evolving and then Mandalorian came and just knocked it on its head and yeah. some of the fans were like, I want more of that. And then how many Star Wars shows are now being confirmed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think my main my main thing is that I would I would kind of really like to see a Stephen King universe, um, purely because I am a horror fan. Yeah. Um and so knowing how connected that is, um, knowing that there's been a TV show made based on one of his books, knowing that we've had it, knowing that we've had so many iconic movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would I would love to see remakes of those that then yeah. kind of create this universe for Stephen King. Um, yeah. I mean, all the audiences there, like, it's, the new it's were very successful. Like, yeah. Yeah. More successful than I think most horror films are. And I think that's part of the issue is a lot of horror films are not great and they don't make much money so i think if you were spending time because stephen king's films although some of them are better than others all yeah. the stories are very solid like you can there's a lot in them even in the it films with two of them they have to cut yeah. a lot out yeah. like there's a lot you could do there's a lot mm-hmm. like you connect and i think it just needs someone with the time and energy to go yeah let's put this together and yeah. i think i think sorry i was gonna say the biggest problem for this Stephen King thing is that the rights are spread all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I suppose that was the same with Marvel. When Marvel in the 90s was almost bankrupt, so sold all their, all. So, sold yeah. their rights off, and Disney have painstakingly either bought them back or 
bullied their position with Sony into getting very lucrative deals to make sure that they can use the characters. Mm-hmm. But I think if it, if it was to be done, there's ways, that, and I think Disney have highlighted that, that you'll either yeah. you work with your enemies or you buy it from them. Yeah. I think the plethora of streaming platforms means that the future of this sort of things, especially in smaller budget films or TV yeah. shows, is the future of, I think, storytelling for a lot, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like one of it, this is the dumbest thing I'm probably going to say, but I think it's really, Marvel do it so easily, but I think it, when starting off massive series, it's like the Stephen King one regarding the It movies, when we start off with the It is about the power, they didn't get it right. They didn't yeah. do anything to encourage Stephen King fans to go, ah, oh my God, this is happening, let's get excited. Yeah. Marvel are like, oh my God, here's this massive guy from the comics we're going to do a film. Sure, they might have not got all their films right, but they know how to whip everyone in mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. to a film and carry on and expand. Yeah. yeah, it's like the King one, like the Universal, their dark universe that launched <laughs> with the movie. That could be amazing. Like, yeah, some of the stuff- I remember, remember that was announced and I was super excited because I yeah. love all those characters. Well, and then they just got it so wrong on first try. Correct <laughs> mm-hmm. the first movie and it wasn't even like we tried to make a classic mummy movie, kind of like a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible film. I was about to say, yeah, it was like, it was the opposite of what they should have done. And yeah. obviously, we obviously all grew up with the Brendan Fraser mummy films, which mm-hmm. are iconic in their own right. But because they didn't change what the mummy was at its core, mm-hmm. yeah. brought Brendan Fraser into that. Whereas, really, with the Tom Cruise one, they were like, okay, let's force the mummy on Tom Cruise in making it. Mission Impossible, but with some evil lady and some bandages. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) How smart, like, Kevin Feige and Marvel and Disney are. They've Mm. been able to create this entire universe without really having much of a blip and been able to expand this fan base to just not even just comic fans. to like even on their blips. Like, on their blips, and I think we're probably all thinking the same blip, which is 4-2, The Dark World. Even no, I was about to say, <laughs> fans still enjoy it because they understand yeah. the connections that need to be made before you can get to an end game. Yeah. They understand. And Thor, that, mm-hmm. and, Thor's had transformation now, which mm-hmm. go okay. I'll forgive those movies because look at Thor now. They've, yeah. they've got they've mixed Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Yeah. And great like The only blip they never recovered from was obviously the Hulk film, which mm-hmm. obviously they just replaced the actor, <laughs> and we've never had a new Hulk film but they didn't let it interfere they go it didn't work why did it not work let's change it let's move on and i know there's more to it there was a lot more drama but they didn't allow that to put a pause on what they wanted to do because they went we've got a 20 year 30 year plan what's one film exactly i mean yeah and that was on film number two yeah yeah that's fine okay my last question just before we wrap it up is is this too much marvel for one year i'm gonna say no because <laughs> i yeah i i think mm-hmm. we've had marvel like this in previous years um sure it's sent it's set over several different kind of platforms in terms of like whether it's set in cinema whether it's set for tv whether it's set for comics um 
you still always get this kind of level from Marvel where they're like constantly pushing something out and you yeah. you kind of almost never have too much time to breathe and figure things out before the next film comes in and says here are the answers to those questions but here's some more questions yeah um yeah so yeah i don't think it's too much for one year um is it spread a bit too far maybe um in terms of spread across the several platforms but otherwise i think it's fine yeah i suppose that comes down to if you've got the resources like if you've got a streaming platform and you want to make money and get people to subscribe mm-hmm. you're going to use that and obviously as as the viewers pay the price and we have to buy into that mm-hmm. but i feel like most of us signed up for disney plus last year no questions asked and i think <laughs> most of us will renew this year no questions yeah. asked because we know what's coming and mm-hmm. we know oh well it's worth it's worth the six seven pounds a month because i want to see it yeah <laughs> I think the other thing, especially a lot of it, and Marvel do it very well, is all their films, even though we know they're connected, is they all feel very different. So obviously with the Captain America series, we had the political thrillers and it was sort of like that aspect. Iron Man was more action. Mm -hmm. And then we had Doctor Strange, which was magic. And then we had Gardens of the Galaxy, which was more comedy. And then we had Thor, which struggled to find its place until the third one but really found his place mm-hmm. and we went on that journey with him, which I thought was nice on its own yeah. as well. So I think even yeah. though we've got 10 projects this year, we know they're all going to feel different. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. But even, even, I think we've got one vision to even look at. You go, who, if you were to ask me 10 years ago, would it be a Marvel TV show which was replicating sitcoms from the, the decades of TV? And would that work? I would go, absolutely not. Because yeah. I, would, I would expect it to be on the big screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think they've they've done so much work to kind of build up to that point where we can kind of get to watching one division on a streaming service replicating and emulating these iconic yeah. sitcoms um, from Bewitched to the Brady Bunch to that '70s show, those kinds of things. Um, you know, and they've Marvel really kind of struck out gold with it i think mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know when one division started filming um but i think they struck into that collective nostalgia that people have at the moment and where, the thought where... about it, i don't know if you sorry just cutting again i don't know if you noticed in episode four that every time mm-hmm. there was a new episode in wonder's world they had to change to a tv from yeah. that era. Yeah. yeah it was sort of like they were like we're <clears> using this as a plot device yeah. And in fact, we're going to go all the way and go, actually, you can only watch this on a TV <laughs> in the 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, why does it work like that? Who knows? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean it's a, a fabricated universe that one is mm-hmm. creating. She makes the rules. Yeah. But they've, yeah. Went, they've used this and they've built the whole show around that concept. They've not gone, okay, we're going to have Wanda, Descendant in Madness, make love to dead robot. And actually, as a fil- filter for that, let's have it set over 50 years. Yeah. They've gone, yeah. okay, this is what we want. How do we make it work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is us, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. I hope you Thank have. you. <laughs> I'll invite you all back again. You all you all, you all, all get a ticket to return. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you'll be returning to yet. We'll see. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and I'm just, 